Harvey Burnett, and I welcome you to another edition of the Dunamis Word Broadcast. Listen, thank you for taking the time to join me today, wherever you are. That was my friends, the Gospel Group Commission. Look for their upcoming tour uh, this year. As I get details, I'll tell you. And if you see me on the stage singing with them, then you know something. Holler at a brother. But anyway, thank God for you today. And we uh, praise the Lord for you being with us uh, this day. Listen, God is in control. Listen, we've had wars, rumors of wars, threats. We've had a presidential change. We've got riots in the street. We've got hurricanes. We've got earthquakes. We've got it all going on. But guess what? In all of this, rest assured, God is still on the throne. Listen, Jesus is still Lord. No matter what you're going through, no matter what's uh, been thrust upon you, no matter what's happening in your life, I want you to grab a hold of faith. You know, if you can't grab a hold of all of faith, just grab a hold to a part of it. If you can grab a hold to the TH, <laughs> grab a hold to it because God will make a difference and he will make a way in your life. Listen, uh, we are in situations here where it's going to take a mighty breakthrough, a mighty move of God to do uh, for us what needs to be done. And I want to know, are you willing to make that stand? Are you willing to stand and to seek God and allow God to just be God in your life? I pray that you will. And I pray God's power and strength upon you on a continual basis. This is what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about serving the Lord with everything that's within us. Listen, now is the time where everything that we have is being challenged and we need to know how to respond and need to know how to move forward. Listen, I'm tired of uh, all of these other you know, things. you got all these little fires and all these little personality parties going on and people are worried about position and they're worried about favor and they're worried about somebody doing something for them or somebody giving them their seat or taking their seat and all of that type of stuff. I'm tired of that garbage take that garbage and and put it where it belongs that's in the trash can uh, but give me someone and people who are uh, sold out on the service of Christ someone who is looking to minister to his people someone who is really looking to get out into the streets into the highways and hedges and do the work 
of the Lord or those who are willing to feed and labor in the word of God until God's word changes the core of the life of the people that we're dealing with. And that's what makes me happy uh, much more as a pastor than anything else is to see God's word become active in individuals' lives and in families' lives to change their life, to bring things and to turn about uh, situations, to drive the devil out of situations uh, and to uh, make people at peace and uh, and to uh, restore that which has been broken and and damaged. So uh, listen, we want to go real quickly today to the book of Matthew chapter 22, uh, the book of Mark chapter 12, and Luke chapter 10. That's Matthew chapter 22, verse 36 through 37, Mark chapter 12, verse 29 through 30, and also Luke chapter 10, verse 25 through 37. And we're going to do some parallel reading. Listen, you can reach us by way of our website. Many of you are listening to me because you are out at uh, our website, the Dunamis Word, um, BethelBurnett.blogspot.com. That's BethelBurnett.blogspot.com. Some of you are here as a result of going over to our new uh, podcast website. And we thank God that we have a new podcast host. Uh, and uh, we're proud of that. And you can find us there at the Dunamis Word. Uh, one word, the dunamis word dot podbeam dot com. Go on over there to that site. You'll get all of our broadcasts. We're uploading uh, many of the broadcasts that we had on the other website and we're uh, uh, bringing back over the ones that we want as well as adding new content. We'll probably be doing about uh, two new uh, casts or adding about two new casts um, per month. Uh, at least until the end of the year. And we've got some upcoming special things as well. Uh, and we'll let you know about that over time. But um, uh, so uh, you can contact us uh, at either way there. Email me at dunamis1 at netzero.com. That's D-U-N-A-M-I-S number one at netzero, N-E-T-Z-E-R-O dot com. All right. We love to hear from you. We appreciate your prayer requests. We appreciate those of you who keep in contact with the ministry to let us know that you're praying for us. And we're gearing up for the next generation fight. Oh, yes, we still need victims advocacy with not only within the Church of God in Christ, but within all of our churches. As I've, we've examined this issue over time, we see the fallout of sexual abuse and clergy sexual misconduct among uh, God's people. And people need to be healed. And the church has got to have a plan in place and we have a safe church plan uh, that we encourage every church to ascribe to uh, to be a part of uh, so that way uh, uh, you will practice the best possible things you will have the best possible practices in place to avoid uh, any uh, potential form of uh, clergy sexual misconduct sexual harassment and all of those type of things so we're on the move there and we appreciate uh, those of you who have been praying for us but listen let's look at these scriptures Matthew 22 Mark 12 and all also Luke 10. Um, we're going to do some parallel reading here and we're talking about serving the Lord. And uh, But first of all, we're going to kind of examine the scripture from a parallel standpoint. And all three of these scriptures, Matthew 22, 36, 37, Mark 12, 29, 30, and Luke 10, 25, and 37, we see that uh, a lawyer, a particular scribe, uh, that the Bible calls in Mark stood up and asked Jesus a question. Uh, that question was about, you know, what commandment is the greatest 
And, uh, you know, there was a debate there and it really was a, a kind of a trick question. But nevertheless, which commandment is the greatest? Does Jesus really know what he's talking about? In Matthew and in Mark, we see that Jesus responds to uh, the lawyer's question with scripture. And in um, Mark, he responds first with Deuteronomy chapter six and four. And then he goes on to Deuteronomy chapter six and five. Uh, and uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, uh, we see that Jesus responds. But however, in Luke, Jesus asks a question. So he responds. But he asks the man, he says, uh, well, how do you read scripture? And what's your understanding? And um, the man begins to respond with the scriptures himself. And he responds by quoting Deuteronomy chapter six and verse five. So he is the one that um uh, that talks about um, the scriptures itself. Now, I want you to want to read uh, Deuteronomy chapter six. Um, uh, well, verse four is the um, the Israel Israeli Shema, the uh, Hebrew Shema. Uh, the fourth verse uh, says, "Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord." Um, uh, and uh, so we have Shema, O Israel. Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Uh, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And so that's a very common uh, appellation. In fact, that's what uh, the declaration of Israel is. You say that scripture, that's a universal call um, uh, within Judaism. But verse 5 is what was quoted within uh, both uh, the Matthew chapter, the Mark and also Luke. So even though Mark mentions verse four, uh, all three of them mentions verse chapter Deuteronomy chapter six, verse five, while Matthew and Luke eliminate that. So he kind of uh, gets to the point, at least those two writers kind of gets to the point here. And what they repeated was, and these words, which I command thee um, uh, this day, actually, let me back up. Uh, verse five in Deuteronomy chapter six, verse five <laughs> says, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. Now, I want you to notice uh, that all three of the writers introduce something else. They say those words, but they also include mind. Now, someone, uh, you know, asked the question, they said, well, how did they get mind uh, in there? Uh, when, you know, the scripture just dealt with might. And there's some, um, uh, you know, we can go through the Syriac Coptic versions and different things like that that had uh, mind that was uh, written within those particular scriptures uh, and all of that. Uh, you know, we can we can handle it like that. But we can look also at the greater emphasis here of what was being said within the scripture. And that's what we want to look at here in a second. So we're going to finish that out and get right back to this uh, mind portion and relate that to the strength and, and the soul and the heart and all of those type of things that were outlined. But uh, real quickly, uh, the fifth thing that was outlined here that um, both Matthew and Luke were silent on was that uh, uh, Mark uh, says that the lawyer contended after hearing Jesus teaching and after hearing what Jesus said, that the two things that he had outlined, which was to love the Lord, thy God with everything, according to Deuteronomy chapter six, uh, verse five, and your neighbor as yourself, which is the second thing, 
the lawyer contends in math and Mark chapter 12, that those two things, you know, that's everything, you know, and you can do more with those two things than you can with all the burnt offerings, all the whole burnt offerings uh, in the world, which Jesus ends up responding to him and says, you are close to the kingdom of heaven. And so uh, there's there's an appellation there or seemingly, uh, you know, a a a what I want to say, a, a compliment uh, given uh, to the man there. However, Luke doesn't emphasize that. The next thing we see in Luke is that the lawyer ends up uh, trying to justify himself. Uh, because when he heard Jesus said that you should love your neighbor, the first thing he says, according to Luke, is, well, who is your neighbor? You know, and so Luke takes a little bit more critical view of uh, the man's um, um, uh, appellation. And also um, uh, the end of the story in Luke is Jesus talking about the Samaritan and the Levite who saw the man, uh, you know, about dead and uh, the Levite passed him by while the Samaritan took him in and and paid for his recovery. And he said, now, which one of those people do you think is your neighbor? Not just the one that's in your religion or in your country club group, but it's the one uh, that is uh, that loves you kindly. And, and, and that who uh, is your neighbor and uh, is and all of that type of thing. But um, again, back to Matthew and Mark, Matthew and Mark ends with David's uh, conundrum. And we see uh, that the conundrum of David was Jesus asking the question, how can David um, uh, call the Messiah Lord, according to scripture, when the Messiah is his offspring and his descendant? And uh, and 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 so that's how basically Matthew and Mark end up leaving the story whereas Luke adds a another dimension here now we point out all of those things to say that uh, number one we don't have any reason to be threatened about uh, a parallel reading of the Bible we have one particular scholar that goes around and says well if you parallel read and you won't believe the Bible and all that yes we, we will believe the Bible because we can understand um, how God is moving upon the hearts of men to emphasize different things for his glory and uh, and that his word is still yet never failing and that's another lesson that we will have in the future but i wanted to point out here that deuteronomy 6 and 5 was emphasized and how the lord said that we should love him with all of our heart soul strength and the new testament says with all of our mind as well uh now listen real quickly uh, to talk about uh uh, the heart of man uh, this is uh, to place our affections our our desire up on the Lord himself how should we love God with all of our affections with all of our desire we want to be like him we've had a beautiful uh, saint of God that passed away from our church uh, this year and we'll meet her on the other side uh, when we get there uh, sister Beatrice Coleman she used to make up her own songs and one of the songs she made up was I want to to be like Jesus and uh and 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 that was uh, uh, showed uh, the evidence or the sign of fixing your affections upon him from your heart you want to be like him and you want to be what he wants you to do or, or, or do what he wants you to do and be what he wants you to be uh, uh, our soul with uh, our soul indicates in this particular reference a surrendered life uh, you know many people are trying to serve God but they have not surrendered their life well, we see this you know 
I've, I've never seen a day where you've got so many hip hop artists now. These these young guys, uh, Kendrick Lamar, different ones. Uh, they have this socially conscious hip hop and, and music, and they're bringing this thing out, and they're making money, and they're trying to enlighten the conscious uh, uh, of people, but their life is not surrendered uh, to God in any way. Um, and so they're trying to enlighten the spirit, but they're like empty, what, what I want to say, empty pictures trying to pour out something that they don't have. We'll see individuals at these award shows. They're conflicted within their souls as well. They're conflicted within their spirit. Uh, they'll, they'll sing some of the nastiest, dirtiest things. And, and, you know, some of the rappers I've named, uh, you know, haven't done, uh, uh, so far as that is concerned. I'm not really emphasizing that at this particular point, but we've got some guys up there that will uh, put together some of the raunchiest and worst type of uh, uh, things and then the first thing they'll do when they grab their award is say thank God for this and and you know this is a contradiction but uh, it shows how man has uh, wants to serve uh, God out of their soul they want to serve God with their strength but they uh, you know, have not surrendered that to him. But God wants us to surrender our soul, surrender our strength to him, our strength, our physical aspirations, our labor, our toil and our work. And this is the hardest thing for some of our musicians to do is to really surrender themselves uh, to Christ uh, and to surrender their toil to his and to place that at his feet. Uh, we want to place it at everybody else's feet and become rich and wealthy and famous in the world when Christ hadn't necessarily called us to do all of those things. He has called us to surrender our lives to him. And then the mind, the mind came uh, in because it is connected through all of these things. Our mind is directly connected with our strength, our soul, and our heart. It's our intellect and our will, uh, our, our place that desires to seek knowledge of him. He says we are to seek God with all of our mind, everything, every part of our being, our intellect, every part of our will is to seek him with all that we have. Now, I, I, real, uh, real quickly, you know, it, it, it perturbs me. Because we have uh, um, perfected the physical aspects of serving the Lord. We have perfected the music, the physical parts, the things that appeal to the senses. We have perfected those things so great, but we have given very little appeal to that which affects the spirit, that which changes the heart, that which changes the mind, and all of that. And we are in a deficit. Look at our churches. Weak as water. Can't heal a headache. A hangnail. Couldn't heal a hangnail if you cut it off. We are sick in our own things. We are sick in our own, uh, what I want to say, affections. Sick after our own lusts or whatever that we're dealing with. And God wants us to come out of that. I'm tired of going to churches and preaching to people. People don't want to hear the truth uh, to draw their mind out. They want to draw their bodies out into a shout and a dance. Shouting dance is going to fade away, but only the word of God will last and only the word of God will stand. And every pastor is commissioned to teach these people the word of God. We have some pastors that are talking about they can't teach Sunday school. The devil is a lie. Get out there and teach the flock of God. Listen, I got to go until next broadcast. God bless you, my friend. This is Pastor Harvey Burnett. My secret